I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. We are back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. Uh, today is just us, your co-hosts, Danika and Myra. So I thought we'd just start off by doing a small little check-in before we get to our topic. How are you feeling? January 11th today, y'all. How are you feeling? I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um because I feel like my as I shared on the last episode my theme for the year is intentional joy and I've been following this woman who she's like a researcher on happiness her name is Gretchen Rubin I read her book when I was like in high school and I've kept up with her since then and I say all that to say I took a quiz and I feel like the quiz is like in direct alignment with what I need and the quiz basically just talks about um things that you feel like you might be missing in your life and how to kind of incorporate them in. So like, for example, for me, I oftentimes don't feel like I have enough time within my day. And so two things that kind of stood out for me was, um, so they give you things you should consider. So one of the things was start your day with a productivity sprint, spend 20 minutes checking off quick tasks that can be distracting. And then they also said, um, plan a weekly power hour, set aside one hour to tackle your tasks you tend to put off. And the reason why I feel like that's helpful with my intentional joy is because for me, I feel like I don't feel as much joy when I feel overwhelmed by my to-do list. And just those two little tips I've been trying to implement and I've actually found them to be pretty helpful. So overall feeling good, feeling like I'm getting organized. I'm not one of those people that sits down at the start of the year and plans things out, even though I should. So I'm going to lean into that a little bit. What about you? Nice. Um, yeah, I just been trying to like slowly start with doing one thing at a time. I think that that's what ends up happening, especially at the beginning of the year. You know, we make all these goals and, you know, all the new things when it's like we can slow down. Um, so I'm just focusing on one thing at a time um, and what makes sense. So sometimes it is more than one thing at a time, but those are the things that are like naturally like gravitating toward me, then I'm allowing those new things uh, or changes to happen. But the ones that take a little bit more discipline, mm -hmm. I'm trying to do those one at a time. Okay. That is- What's an example? Uh, food. So my relationship with food is a little like, <laughs> I eat what I want. It's nice. I like it, but I do want to be able to have some discipline around food. And so I'm just doing- where uh if I am eating after like late nights because that's the thing I'm a night and also I stay up stay up a lot of times late then I'm snacking more like carrots like celery and I do like those foods too which is wild you know sometimes people are like oh I don't like that stuff I actually do like it it's just if I have a bag of chips and I have some carrots, I'm going to choose the bag of chips. But I do like carrots, though, you know? So it's like, if you if I am going to snack at night, it just must be like a better alternative uh, for a snack. And so that is the first thing I'm doing. Uh, I'm not trying to change too much as far as like, oh, I can't eat this, I can't eat that as far as like my regular day. But the snacking at night specifically must be a better alternative. So that's the start. I snack a lot at night too. That's why I'm like, okay, tell me more. Really? About 
Marvin, you do not snack. I don't for real snack, but I don't know <laughs> what it is. Like, you know those orange sickle bars? Have you ever had those where it's orange on the outside and it's ice cream oh, on the yeah. So I like the mango version of that. They have yes. a mango version? But they're like this big. They so really like, big. I like to, I don't know what it is. I like to have like ice cream before bed, which is like a really bad habit that I have. But I got to have like three of them things though. Cause they're so little. But the thing is, see, even that is good moderation because that's technically one versus me. Oh I would have like six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and when I, I start, it's like, hard to stop, you know? I try to eat fruit before bed though. But even with fruit, like you got to be careful because if you eat something like a banana, like you got to be mindful about when you eat it so it can actually break down to help you go to sleep. Like, so oh, you, yeah. you're thinking. Shout out you're to thinking. this this woman Kanye that I go to dance class with she actually told me about like the trying to not have because I was telling her I was like I do be trying to snack I'll eat like grapes and she was like okay stay away from fruit I mean because it has that it's still sugar and so that's what I came up with the whole cucumbers like those types of things that are not like based in sugar so um because she did say it takes time to like process I don't know none of that stuff I don't understand all of that stuff I just know I like I said I usually just I eat whatever you know if it sounds good if it is good I'm like I'm gonna I'm have it I think it's I need to actually eat though so that's something I'm trying to because my hairstylist every time she does my hair she's like well, do you eat or drink water and I was like it, you could tell and she's like yeah your scalp is literally screaming at me and I'm like okay <laughs> so the last time I went to get my hair and I was like I've been eating and drinking water and she was just like yeah right and <laughs> rolled her <laughs> so I need to actually make sure that I am eating and like drinking water because I don't really eat like that like I should be yeah that's that's not good um yeah see something to work on yeah but uh, like again like everything at least for me trying to do everything at one time is just not the way to go so if I'm like oh I'm gonna do all these things and especially with the food part like if I like oh I'm gonna take out this no dairy no this it's it's not sustainable for me and so that's why I'm just starting with this one thing let me get this on a handle let me make this a habit and then then I can work on like the next thing um but I eat I do eat and I feel like I drink a lot of water too I don't drink you know pop I don't drink juice and stuff. So I think that does save me as well. Like I don't drink a lot of sugary drinks. It's the food. It's the food for me, for sure. But anyway, so today we thought that uh, this would be a great episode just to share some of the books that we're reading. Um, We haven't really talked about books in a while, especially books that we personally are or have read. So I think this is a, this is going to be a good little chill episode. Um, so, Myra, what are the books you are reading right now? Y'all, see, this episode is a little dangerous because <clears throat> I'll be reading like five books at a time, which is a really bad habit to have. I guess I'm, I read based off of my mood. So, mm-hmm. like, I always have some type of self-help book in the mix, but I'm trying to lean more towards self-help books that are fiction, but that doesn't always work. So, it's, like I said, it's all based on my mood. Like, I'll start lighter for example by young pueblo it's a book i've been reading um and i like it because it asks you questions that are thought provoking so to give you a passage it pushes you to reflect 
Like for example, one of the reflection questions in what ways do you make things harder for yourself? What is your relationship with change? When you resist it, do you see how your mind bursts into tension? Does your ego in control? How has your past influenced the way you react? So see questions like that. Sometimes I don't want to do that, but sometimes I'd be really into it. So I would say that this is definitely, definitely a book that I have in rotation. My clients seem to love this book. Like I'll start reading it with them and they'll be like, yeah, Myra, I kind of finished the whole thing. And I'll be like, damn, I'm still in chapter three. <laughs> but they like it because they said that it is a book that helps you to really um, reflect on things that you probably haven't really thought of or gave much attention to in your life. So that's the book I've had in rotation for a minute. You want me to go through all the books? I mean, if that's what you're really reading, I mean, that is the point of the episode. <laughs> don't, I mean, I guess we can go back and forth. Uh, I'm not- hey, I don't want y'all to judge me because I, like I said, I got a lot of books that I'm reading. I have like four right now in rotation. We'll go back and forth because yeah. I'm technically reading three, but the way, like how I do mines is a little different. They're not technically all books like you read. Like, uh, so I have, have an emotional- yeah, I have a devotional. I have a real like a book <laughs> like this is more like self-help. And then I have like a workbook. Um, and so it's like they're different things. Um, so I'll start off with one of them, which I just got. Myra. Myra's the one who put me onto this. Uh, so this is the devotional by Yanla. Um, and it's called until today uh daily devotionals for spiritual growth and peace of mind and Myra actually sent me this last year and was like you right y'all are on to some stuff I was like <laughs> I told you I told you but I hadn't seen this one so I was like oh this is perfect and so I've been doing this daily devotional it's very simple it doesn't even like usually with devotionals I'll try to journal with them but sometimes it don't make sense and I like that it's it's not like a force of like you know journal about this afterwards and stuff like that it's literally just a page and they're only one page devotionals uh and they're not even necessarily drawn from like scripture because I think sometimes we think of devotionals as being very derived from scripture um but no it's just like small I'll give you like yesterday this hit for me it said life will work for me when I realize the experience of my faith keeps my faith alive and then it kind of just, the whole page just does go into detail, but basically it really was just saying that a lot of times, you know, we don't have faith that things will work out when really a lot of times we actually have experience and we have faith, meaning like we actually do go through things that literally show us that you should have faith because these things have came true for you, if that makes sense. So for instance, that's like, um, me as a child, you know, I, I didn't think that I would be where I'm at right now. And as far as like, at least for me, I never dreamed of moving anywhere, to be honest. And so my experience shows that it can't happen because it has happened. So I should look at my experiences, but also I should have faith in the things that have haven't happened yet. I don't know if it's hitting for y'all, but it hit for me. Um, and so that was the one yesterday, but yeah, sometimes I journal about them afterwards and then sometimes I don't. So this book, dope. And don't worry, y'all, we're going to put all the books in the descriptions. But um, so this is my devotional, really short, takes about three minutes with the journaling, probably takes seven minutes. So this is something for me. Myra, back to you. 
Girl, you just made my mind go off on a tangent because I keep getting these messages about faith and y'all, like I have to share this. It's very short and straight to the point, but I feel like I've had conversations about faith every day since. So I watched online sermons and what they said in the sermon was um, having faith the size of a mustard seed. It's not about having small faith. It's about having faith that, you know, will blossom and grow. So like hearing you say that, and then even me thinking about that message and how I literally, I just told a client yesterday, I was like, why does this message of faith keep popping up? And I think it's me being pushed to really just have faith and know that, you know, no matter how much faith I have, that it'll blossom and grow. So as you were reading that, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I, okay. I get the message. You listen to it every day since the sermon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that, that too, the explanation of like the mustard seed, because people do think like, oh, it's because it's small, but actually it's showing that like that's, it's going to, it grows and blossoms. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You listening? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. So this next book, um, I freaking love this book. It's called Sisterhood Hills. It's by the creator of Therapy for Black Girls, um, Dr. Joy Harden-Batford. And what I like about this book is it makes you think about what you're taught about friendships and it even takes a deep dive into what it means to make friendships as an adult. Um, there's the part that I'm on. This is actually a book that I'm actually actively reading. Um, and I write all in it and through it because it has like reflections in it. But there's this one part that I really, really like. And it makes you think about like, who is your sister circle? Who is your secondary sister circle and your global sister circle? Um, just because I feel like it makes you really think about like, who do I have? that's near me and that also maybe like people on Instagram that I feel connected to are people that are in other places and it really pushes you to think about what you've been taught and how that shows up for you right like for example um the book kind of talks a little bit about like when you're a child the things that your parents says to you and one of the things my mom used to say oftentimes is when I didn't get along with people was they're jealous of you and in the book it literally says that like black moms say that and now reflecting back, I'm like, is it because they were jealous of me or is it because they had home stuff going on? Mm. Or, yeah. right. or was it because of me, right? Like it could have been because of me too. Cause true. I'm not always a good friend. So yeah. it's also because of me. So I like that it makes you take that, that next level and actually really think it out. And it also pushes you to think about like, what do your parents teach you about friendships? Cause now I'm in a space in my life where I'm looking at my parents and their friendships where my dad is like, I feel like I get a lot of my ways from him where he maintains a lot of different friendships and a lot of different ways. And I love that I've adapted that. But then with my mom, I look at her and she has like the few people that she has that she tries to hold on to. So I'm always thinking, okay, okay what pieces of their friendships do I want to like take on? So it's a really good book. And it really pushes you to think because I think that friendships are very important. All my friends have sisters. And so even as I was reading the book the other day, it was making me think about how my friends teach me how to be a sister to people because I don't have sisters. So of course I learned from them, how do I be a sister to other sisters? So this is a great book. So good. I love that. That sounds really good. See, I'm gonna have to add it to my list. You said that's Dr. Joy DeGruy? Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. That's a new, wait. Joy Harden Bradford. Dr. Joy DeGruy is post-traumatic slave syndrome. And didn't uh, she just come out with another book or something? Mm-mm. Yeah, she did. Cause I feel like you bought it. <laughs> this is the most recent book that's the only book what okay it's okay good. oh 
but yeah, no, that does sound really good. Oh my goodness. Having, getting, having friends and continuing to want to explore how to be a better friend is, it's a journey. It's a journey. And it's, uh, to be honest, it's a, a self-inflicted journey because technically you don't have to do it, right? It's you want to be better. Um, so yep. another book that I'm reading, so I have a few couples. And so I think this is what kind of pushed me to read this book. So this book is called After the Affair, Healing the Pain and Rebuilding Trust When a Partner Has Been Unfaithful by Janice A. Spring, PhD. Like this book is bomb so far. I'm only on chapter three, but really it's just breaking down the dynamics of like uh, what happens when a partner is unfaithful um, and how to move past it and where it derives from and how, you know, and there's differences of where it derives from. Um, and so this right here, uh, I like this book. I feel like it, it's just, it's just giving me more insight on, cause I'm a believer for sure that in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or whether it's a, a committed relationship that you can get past infidelity. Like people sometimes think like, oh, once somebody cheat is done, it's over. I disagree. I don't think so. And I do think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of relationships depend on people to do like everything. Um, and like, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. It might not look like infidelity. It might be something else. Betrayal, money stuff. It's all types of reasons. But this one, this book specifically focuses on infidelity. Um, I just feel like I'm learning a lot. And so I like this book. I think it's good for, and you as a couple too, you can read this as a couple together. You don't have to be like a therapist or anything and you'll be able to like get some stuff from it. So yeah, good you heard this about this? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's, it's good. So that's my, that's an actual read though. Like I have to, you know, it's chapters. You, you got to read that one. Okay, back to you. All right. So this book, I kept hearing about it. It's called You've Made a Full of Death with Your Beauty. And I've been in so many conversations of people talking about this damn book. And I went to um, one of my favorite bookstores, The Salt Eaters, over in Inglewood. And the owner was, like, going crazy over the book, like, screaming and shouting. She was like, if you're going to read something, like, you got to read this book. And she says about every book, but she don't be as excited. So the fact that she was that excited, I was like, okay. Because I'm like, girl, you always tell me I got to read a book. But so anyway, I haven't really dove into the book. That's my plan this year. Um, but my best friend had got the book also. And she was like, girl, I read that book in two days. And then everybody else I know that has gotten the book, they're like, you got to read it. Um, but it's supposed to be like a black romance novel. So I'll keep y'all updated on how it goes, but really good reviews. So we'll see. <laughs> um, we shall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think what's very interesting too is like, um, like a lot of your books you can read with your clients, all right? Um, I feel like a lot of my books I can read with my clients, but I typically don't have the clients who want to do that. Or let's say we, I feel like I've told you before, like we'll start a book and then they'll keep forgetting to read their chapter or whatever. It's so wild that your clients actually read the books. And I think it just goes to like how we attract clients different, like they they need different things. 
Um, and like your clients, that's probably a way of their healing is through books. And so is yours, right? But we read in session too. Like if my That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I didn't read my book. I'm not therapist. I'm always like this. If you didn't do your homework, we're gonna do it together. I'm gonna hold and I always tell my clients, I'm gonna hold your hand so it don't need to be held no more. So if we didn't do homework, that's how we're gonna start our session. We're gonna read the book. And they always make fun of me. Like I've heard this from every client. This feels like the third grade, but I'm gonna do it. They never do that again where we gotta read it in session because they're like, I don't wanna do this. Like I really want to read this book, but like my bad. I'm gonna make sure I read it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, but I think that that's still it goes to show your types of clients, right? Um, and like we 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 heal in different ways. And so for all clients, like my clients, that wouldn't work. It wouldn't work for some of them. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's not their preferred way of healing. But the reason why it works is because that works for them. And they actually, even if like you just said, they they forgot to read, they want, they want to, and they like to like heal from the words are being able to therapy. It's yeah, no, it's most definitely a thing. Um, but yeah, I haven't had that success in my sessions where books uh, have been a, a heavy thing. Um, yeah, but okay. So this is my last book that I'm reading. That's not a book technically. So this, and you'll see the theme. This is a couples therapy workbook. Um, so this is literally just like a whole bunch of different exercises. There are some words of like reading and all that, but it's overall just like different exercises and, uh, ways to improve communication. Oh my goodness. This is a really good section in here that talks about, um, resolving different views and financial matters and stuff like that. And I bring that, I bring that one up just because I feel like a lot of times with couples do not talk about money. Like, oh my goodness. And it just gives like an actual like breakdown of, of a way to talk about money, right? Like um, it, it gives like, it's literally worksheets. And mm -hmm. I think it's super helpful because a lot of times uh, we, we, as we're talking about it, um, it's helpful, but to actually have like a worksheet of like, here, take this. And you have like an example of what you should do and a, a way to already talk through it. I think that it's even more helpful. So um, again, I don't think this has to be for people who, um, are married or anything like anybody who's in any type of committed relationship or relationship in general, all this stuff is helpful. Um, and so that's my last one. Hmm. Another good, uh, author just to check out is Omar Tyree. If you're familiar with Fly Girl. And I think that yeah. his books are good because they also provide some healing. So if you think about Fly Girl, for example, I believe that's the book where the girl struggles with the relationship with her mom and dad because her mom and dad end up divorcing. Her dad ends up getting, I mean, her mom ends up getting like a new boyfriend. So it's a lot of like mother wound stuff and her trying to figure out how to navigate it. Although it's very blackly, blackly, black. It's a very black book. Um, and it's also very juicy and interesting but again, going back to like healing in books, like I don't feel like self-help books have to be the end-all be-all, but reading books like that are also healing. Absolutely. And if you have like a favorite book from like childhood, I always make my clients, when they're having a hard day, tell me your favorite movie and book from your childhood. Which one are we revisiting? Mm. And they're always like, that was actually very like powerful to do that. Like watching Miss Doubtfire or like reading that book that was like, you know, silly as a kid, but felt good. So I agree. 
Yeah. I don't even remember. I know I read that book for sure, but I don't even remember what it was about. Um, but I think too, like, so what I've noticed is that in different chapters of my life, I'm interested in different types of books. Oh yeah. So it's like right now what I've noticed, and I think it's because I've been in this solo private practice piece for so long and I haven't had anybody teach me anything. So I'm mm-hmm. wanting to learn, like I want to know more information and I also haven't done a lot of trainings. And so mm-hmm. it's just been me and my sessions for the last few years, every now and popping in. I feel like you've had, you posted like some stuff, uh, the CEUs and stuff like that. And I love that stuff because I feel like I get to learn. And so I think mm-hmm. my chapter right now is like really like, I want to learn not because these are technically all self-help books, but some of them are not necessarily for me, but for the work that I do. And so that's what I've noticed, like in this chapter versus like in school or even right after school, I wouldn't want to read this shit. (laughs) I would not want to read this. I would be like, get it away from me now. Like give me those types of books, like the ones you're talking about, stuff like that. Um, But um, yeah, I think, yeah, we go through different chapters of the stuff we're interested in um so I'm reading training books too y'all but I didn't feel the need to mention that I'm mainly focused on I'm really interested in like IFS work so reading like different things about like easy ego states that's like what I'm like reading on the side I pick at it like here and there but what's IFS why what is IFS internal family systems is that what it is IFS I feel like it's integrated it focused on ego states so um I can't think of like the wording that they use, but I was oh, yeah, you're right. Internal family systems therapy. Yeah, because on your MacBook you have you can download PDFs of books, which is what I typically do because it's easier to read with clients. Um, so I was just looking, and one of my books is Easy Ego States and just like easy interventions to do with clients. So I'm reading some too, but it ain't the top of my list. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so back to you for the rest, because I don't have them is the only things that I'm engaging in because too much and I will never read any of this stuff if I keep adding stuff to this list for myself. So I know this is where I stop until I'm done with these. That's where I stop too. What I will say is um listening to things is also something I've been leaning really heavily into. Um and I really mm-hmm. enjoy um something I had heard from the budgetista, which I want to take into my year and for y'all to kind of take too, is that when you are interested in doing something better for yourself, making sure you make time for it every week. And um, in this podcast that I was listening to, she was basically talking about how like for finances, for example, that's something that a lot of Americans stress out about. So you need to make sure you are making time to learn more about finances every week. And so what I took from that is whether it be like a book I'm reading about finances or something I'm listening to, which I'm more so I'm leaning into like the listening to portion, inviting y'all to just do the same thing. The Budgetista has a podcast. If you just type in the Budgetista, she has tons of interviews. She has a lot of free just like stuff to help you learn more about just finances. So really trying to push like Black people and financial literacy is um, Mm -hmm. I'm on whether it be purchase her book. Are you listening to a free podcast? You have plenty of options with her. She even has a Facebook group that's free. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Thanks for keying us in on that. Yeah, podcasts, I would say, are always a good thing. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen or even yeah. listen to your books. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd just share a little bit, uh, let you all in into our lives a little bit of what we're reading. If you want to share a book that you're reading, please do so. Um, and yeah, Mario, you have anything else you want to add? That's all I got. That's it. So we will be taking a small week break off for MLK week, but we'll be right back and we, we rocking and rolling y'all. We ready for this year. So stay tuned. <laughs>